Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks to everyone who's given us um, a shout out on Instagram and, and tagging us in your story. We appreciate it. Today's uh, message, today's podcast might be a sit down and listen podcast, might not be a stand up or uh, on the go podcast, but maybe you can see for yourself. I think some of these messages, when they come across, they um, I would do you an injustice to say you can listen to this and and the ESPN at the same time. You know, this is something that's been stirring in my heart. We called this message, This Is Everything, because it's been stirring in my heart and really is like the foundation for our walk with the Lord. We're going to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to talk about spiritual hunger today. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10, and it says, And I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. That, that title, that, um, that uh, phrase, in the Spirit, means I was uh, wholly in union. I was in cr- consecration to the same end. Paul, excuse me, uh, John, was, was wrapped in the power of God. He was, uh, he was on the Isle of Patmos. He was out by himself, and he was taking the day to be in the presence of God. I was wrapped in the anointing on the Lord's day. And it says, and a voice spoke to me saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia. Verse 12, and I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. You know, today, very many people, even in Christian walks, we, we want to move forward. We want to grow in the things of God. And so we set out to study. And I believe there's times of study the Lord leads us through. And even uh, books that He puts in our path that can bring up, there's things in our faith, things that are areas in our faith that are lacking that we can, um, that we can, the Lord will lead us to study. And so we grow. But the most important element of our life and our walk with God is, is keeping our heart engaged and, and aimed at Jesus Christ. You know, when we study grace and we see that grace is God's equipping uh, for, for us, for our lives, grace is what empowers us to do what He calls us to do. Grace is what empowers us to not walk in a life of sin anymore. Grace is the ability of God inside man. But people, many people can hear about grace and learn about grace and not have grace from God. Many people can hear about the mercy of God, the salvation of God, and still not have the mercy and salvation of God. Many people can hear about the love of God and how God sent His Son and still not know by experience the love of God. But what you can't do is you can't get to know Jesus personally, get to know Him on an intimate level, and not know the love of God, not experience the mercy of God, not receive the grace of God. It's in our pursuit for Jesus Christ that we find everything the Bible talks about. The Bible says that Jesus himself is made unto us to be wisdom. Wisdom is found in the person of Jesus Christ. God is calling his church back to a place of hunger, back to a place of crying out on the inside to say, God, I'm very grateful for what you've done in my life already. I don't take anything for granted, but Lord, you have to continue to work on the inside of me. That's the cry of my heart. Lord, you have to continue to work. Let your fire come once again and burn on the inside of me. Lord, change me from the inside out. You're not waiting on, I'm not waiting on you to do something in my life. Lord, you're waiting on me to get hungry. Lord, I'm so hungry for your presence. I have to know you. I have to be found by you. 
I have to find you. I have to, I have to find you, Lord. I seek you with my whole heart so that I can find you. The book of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13 says, and you shall seek me and you shall find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And then the next verse says, and I will be found of you. Man, the greatest privilege of our life is to know God, is to seek God and to find God. Many people find themselves busy with life. They get distracted by work. They get distracted by good things. But the cry of our heart has to be, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to become familiar with who you are. There's a scripture in Psalms 103 verse 7, it says, to Moses, he showed his ways and to the people of Israel, his acts. And many people look over that and they say, praise God, God will show us his ways and his acts. But that's not what it's saying. It's saying that Israel got to see his actions. They got to hear about what he did and see what he did. Moses was able to know his ways, to get to know his characteristics. You know, in in the book of Exodus, we see when Moses gets a word from the Lord and he tells the people, the Lord wants me to tell you that you're a stiff necked people. And the people are terrified because this is God, right? And, and it says, and Moses goes to the tent and people went out outside the camp to seek the Lord at the tabernacle. But, but the people, the children of Israel said, we don't want to go up to the mountain. You go up for us. We're afraid that God's going to kill us. We're afraid of what might happen. We're afraid of the presence of God. But Moses went up and he, he actually prayed to God and said, God, I, I, God, go with us. If you don't go with us, I don't want to, we're not going to go. Lord, show me your glory is what he prayed. And that's why there was a difference between Moses and the people of Israel. Too many Christians are, are happy to stay on the ground floor, just on the, the plains of Christianity, just staying there with every other Christian, hopefully, you know, figure out how to get blessed, how to, how to be prosperous, how to maybe be effective in some areas. But man, I just want to make it to heaven. And that's, their, and that's noble things, right? But they're willing to stay on the plains. But then there's the people who will press it and who will climb the mountain to see God, to see the glory of God. Those who will press in, who will go above and beyond. Those who will say, you know what, if if it's a possibility that I as a man can find God, what do you mean find God? I found Jesus. I'm a Christian. Yes, you find Jesus as your savior, but find him as your intimate friend. That's why Moses was called a friend of God. Not all the Israelites were called friends of God, but Moses was a friend of God. Why? Because he sought the Lord. He decided, he said, Lord, I want to see your glory. He was willing to pray these prayers like, Lord, show me your glory. Your hunger is your currency for your encounter with God. People wonder, why Why do I, Why is it difficult for me to receive? Some people just need to sit under the word more. They, they're, 95% of their thoughts are elsewhere. You sit under the word and, and your mind is renewed and the word fills you up, right? There's strength that comes from the word. But for many people, they just don't ever take time in their own self to seek God. They get into church and they're all about it and they get out of church and they don't even think about it. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even consider taking time and going and worshiping the Lord during their day in their own time. Man, I'm, I'm, they'll find time to do everything on their phone. And I speak because I, I understand how these things work. There's times where my phone's been a distraction too. And I understand how this goes, but, but your hunger towards God on a daily basis that says, God, I want to know you. Lord, I want to know you. Here, 
John says, I turn to see the voice. You know, there's a voice that's been calling out to you, even for every unsaved person. There's the voice of the conscience that's been calling out. There's the voice that's, that's been leading. And so when people meet Jesus, they say, this is the voice that's been calling out. He said, how do you see a voice? But he said, I turned to see the voice that spoke to me. And what did I see? I saw seven golden candlesticks. That represents the church. And he said, and in the midst of the candlesticks, one like unto the son of man. Jesus can be seen. Jesus can be found, but it comes to those who search with all their heart. You know, this is the key to our Christian Christian walk. People so often are running from meeting to meeting to try to get direction. Oh, man of God, give me a word. The Lord's got a word for you to give me. Oh, I'm looking for direction. Oh, I just need peace back in my life. You know, if you have an into a close walk with God, the direction will come because you're with the one who leads you, right? If you if you need comfort, it comes by 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 pressing into the Holy Spirit, the comforters with you. Your intimacy with Jesus comes through your hunger, it comes through your pursuit. What are you pursuing today? Let's not lose focus of the fact that the prize of Christianity is not just avoiding hell. It's Jesus Christ himself. It's that we're going to stand before him one day. How much of a disappointment would it be if we got to heaven and God wasn't there and we were like, wait, we, this whole life, our whole life, I've been worshiping this one and God isn't there. I don't care where God is. I just want to be with him. If he comes back to earth for a thousand years, which he says he will with Jesus, we're going to rule and reign with him here. Wherever he is, I want to be. And I turned to see his voice, turned to see the one that spoke with me. I believe now God is stirring in people to start to start getting hungry, to stir themselves up, to be people of the presence of God. You know, it doesn't just come. You hear songs. There's even songs that I like. This is a move by Tasha Cobbs. I like that song. But if you listen, she says, she says in there, this is the one we've been fasting for, the one we've been praying for. She said, this is the move we've been waiting for. And you know, that's actually not the right doctrine. We don't wait for moves of God. God waits for us to move towards him. The Bible says, The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The moves of God that have happened over the centuries have been because men pressed in to see, like the psalmist prayed in Psalm 63, to see your power and your glory as I've seen in the sanctuary. Early will I seek you. This is the key. This is our foundation as believers. It's our love for the presence of God. It's our love for the anointing. It's our love for the Holy Ghost. It's our love to touch the Lord to be people who who are who aren't so great at, at aren't so advanced as Christians that we don't humble ourselves. You know hunger is true humility because it says God I still need you. Yes Lord I'm so thankful for what you've done but God I need you. Lord, I must have you. Lord, if you're going to move on anyone's behalf, move on mine. Lord, I'm choosing to seek you today. It's Monday. It's not even a church day, but I'm choosing to seek you. It's Tuesday. It's not even a church day, but I'm choosing to seek you. It's Wednesday. It's a midweek service day, but Lord, even it's not even a church time, but I'm choosing to seek you. Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm thirsty. That's what seeking with the whole heart is. It isn't just seeking one day. Oh, I went to church. I asked God to give me the fire and nothing happened. Well, be a person who seeks God. You know, the thing is Hebrews eleven six that says that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The question mark is not with God if he's a rewarder. It's with us if we're the diligent seeker. What does diligent mean? Do it and don't stop doing it. You know, when, when is it justified? What time in your life is it okay to say, I don't need to seek God anymore? 
when you're 50, when you're 60, when you become a well-known international minister, when you make a million dollars in business, when you get married? When is it okay to say, I'm past the presence of God? Man, God's raising up people in this day, in this hour, people who are the presence of God. Moses understood one thing. He said, Lord, the only thing that makes us different, I'm paraphrasing, the only thing that makes us different from the other nations is that you go with us. The only thing that separates you and I is that the presence of God goes with us. Man, I want to walk in the level of the anointing that I've never walked before. Lord, you brought me from a far way off, but Lord, you're not done with me yet. And I know I advance not by time, but by hunger. Lord, I advance by my hunger and Lord, I'm so hungry for you. As the Apostle Paul prayed in Philippians, I count everything else as rubbish that I may know him. Paul was so hungry for God that he prayed these crazy prayers. He said, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. We all pray for the power of God. But he said, I want to know the fellowship of his sufferings. He said, I want to be able to more closely identify with Jesus, even to the point that I want to suffer like he suffered. When is the last time you heard someone pray, Lord, let me suffer like you suffered so I could be more closely identified with you? And then he said, even being made conformable unto his death, I want to die the way Jesus died in, in persecution so that I can, so that when I see him face to face, I can say, I, I, I drew close to you in every area of my life. I count everything else, every life achievement, every life goal is hunger. If you can't hung, if you can't humble yourself to get hungry for the presence of God, that's a sign of pride. God is looking for people who press in, who press in who make a decision. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I'm pressing into the anointing. I'm pressing in and getting a touch from God. God doesn't anoint people just to wake up and say, look, who wake up and he says, okay, I'm going to anoint this one. He calls people, he anoints people, and he, and, he, and he places his fire on people who get hungry for the presence of God. Lord, I have to know you. I have to encounter you. Lord, tomorrow I'm still going to be hungry. Lord, I'm hungry today, but tomorrow I'm still going to be hungry. Lord, I'm thirsty for you today, but tomorrow I'm still going to be thirsty. I need you, Jesus. Too many people, God's been calling them and speaking to them, but they've not turned to see the voice that's been calling them. And he wants to reveal himself and say, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the first and the last. Hey, he wants to reveal himself. He wants to make himself known. God is looking for people that he can show himself strongly on their behalf. God isn't playing hard to get resisting you. He's looking for people. Who's going to press in? Who's going to press in and contend for the anointing? Who's going to contend for my presence? Who's going to be someone who's, who stays up late and wakes up early and seeks me? Who's going to be a person who in their day off takes time to seek me and doesn't take, oh, it's my day off. I'm just relaxing. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm resting in the presence of God. I've come to seek the Lord because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. You know what's missing in Christian, the people's walk with God is the presence of God, is the anointing of God, is the fellowship of God. Someone who walks closely with the Holy Ghost doesn't lack for anything. You find that you find you seek the healer, you get the healing. You seek the provider, you get the provision. You seek God, you get everything that you need. It's time for hunger. It's time for our hunger to begin to arise. And sometimes you start by faith and you just say it by faith. Lord, I'm hungry for you. Lord, I'm thirsty for you. 
Lord, I'm thirsty for you. He'll lead you. Lord, I want to grow closer. Lord, help me to be more hungry. Help me to be more thirsty. Lord, I'm drawing near to you, Lord. I want to know you in a greater way. I want to receive your anointing. I want to receive a touch from you, Lord. I want to be a person of your presence. I don't want to be a person that lives out of my my Christianity, out of my intellect. I want to be a person that it bubbles up and bubbles forth from the inside of me. Hunger is the master key to your encounter with God and a life of the Spirit of God. Father, I thank you for every person listening. Lord, even for a divine and supernatural hunger, Lord, that going into the month of September and October and November, that they would be months of hunger, Lord, months of encounter with you, God. We set our course, Lord, we've set our path. In two years from now, we're still going to be hungry. In three years, we're still going to be thirsty, Lord. We're still going to be pressing in. We make your presence our priority, Lord. As the Bible says, we seek so that we can find and we find so that we can know. Lord, we want to know you. You are God, you are God, and you are so good. We love you, we honor you. I bless every person in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.